right, everybody, welcome into the Kentucky Sports Production Podcast March Madness Preview. We're going to take a look at each of the first round games, predict some winners, predict some upsets. Uh, and we'll start in the South region. Uh, what many Kentucky fans thought Kentucky would be the overall number one seed and have the have the chance to play in Louisville in the in the regionals, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Turns out this year Alabama's the number one overall seed. They're going to take on Texas Corpus Christi or SEMO. Alabama this year. Obviously, you have the off court stuff, but on the court has been without a doubt the best team all year. Yeah, well, I'm going to disagree with you. Who do you think better? Who do you uh, think better? Well, Alabama did beat them, but I think Houston's the better all-around team. Well, when we get to Houston's part of the bracket, we'll talk about them. But obviously, Alabama is the second betting favorite to win the title this year. They're obviously the betting favorite to come out of the South region. They take on one of the the four play-in games for the 16 seeds, which start tonight. But, you know, the one thing that makes this Alabama team different than ones in the past is Alabama in years past have been so dependent on the threes that, you know, they would they would not be hot for a certain game. But if you look at them, in the, even in the SEC tournament, they didn't hit the shots against Missouri and were still able to win. Big part of that is Brandon Miller, who obviously has his off-the-court stuff. But they're letting him play. It's going to become a story now that we're in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, obviously they're going to win this first-round game and, and maybe come out of the region. They are. Well... I think uh, Isaac Mushilla might have something to say about that on Texas A&M Corp- Corpus Christi. I think he's really good. I think he's going to give Alabama some problems, but I think they're going to take it. Well, I mean, they're going to be a 30-point favorite. I, you know, I think we'll pick each first-round game. I've got Alabama advancing. Do you have Alabama advancing as well? I'll go with Alabama for this one. All right, in the second round, we're going to ha- we have or in the first round, excuse me, the 8-9 matchup of the South region. We've got Maryland taking on West Virginia. One thing I'm doing when I'm filling out my brackets this year is if you're in the SEC and you're in the Big 12, you automatically get, you know, a bonus point almost if you're in terms of okay, here's the pros and cons of each team. Both the Big 12 and SEC were so tough this year. They they're going to know what to expect coming into into their first round matchup. The Big Ten, which Maryland plays in, not as physical, not as athletic. I think West Virginia has the athleticism. They played against tough enough teams all year. They're going to get the win in the first round. What do you think? Um, I think if it was a home game for Maryland, they would definitely win. But you've seen all year that they cannot win if they're not at home. They they did decent on neutral court, but I think that uh, West Virginia has really been turning it on, and I think West Virginia is going to take this one away as well. West Virginia spent all year kind of on the bubble. Uh, they come in with not a great record, 19-14. You look at that record and you think they might – but that I think that's testament to how what how good uh, the Big Twelve was this year. Yeah. So we'll go down to the five twelve matchup, a trendy upset pick. Every uh, thirty six out of the last thirty seven tournaments have had a twelve upset of five. This is the one that's been picked most in the S- in the ESPN tournament bracket challenge. Charleston over San Diego State. San Diego State wins their uh, wins their conference yet again. Every single year, I feel like San Diego State comes in and they disappoint. Uh, Charleston obviously has 31 wins. They lead the tournament this year in that win column. But, you know, obviously their conference was weak, didn't play many people. It's a trendy upset pick. We'll get to the picks in a moment, but what do you have? Uh, Well, I think San Diego Diego State has really been uh, turning it up. I mean, they've only lost twice from almost the start of January to March. And they're a really good three-point shooting team, and they can also defend the three very well, which is what Charleston basically only shoots, or they shoot that yeah, a Charleston, lot. Yeah, Charleston shoots 47% of their shots from behind the arc. And, arc. and when you're looking at upset teams, you want to find a team that you're, obviously these lower seeds are not going to out-talent the higher seeds, right? But they can definitely out-shoot them, and maybe there's one or two games there where they can get hot enough. And when you have a team like Charleston who takes that many shots from beyond three, you, you have an ability to, to possibly upset somebody. And another thing I think is interesting is when you're looking at upset teams, you want to find a team that has two guys that can score. And that's exactly what Charleston has in Dalton Bolin and, and, and Ante Brozovic. They both average over double digits in points. You know, So even if one guy isn't hitting, you've got another guy that maybe can catch fire and potentially pull off that upset against San Diego State. Yeah, I agree, but also... Uh, like I said, San Diego State is one of the 
best teams at defending the three. So I think Charleston, if it was a different team, maybe um, maybe well, Miami. But I, I don't know. I think that Charleston kind of got screwed here with uh, the San Diego. Well, San Diego draw, State. I think San Diego is going. San to Diego win. State. I agree. San Diego State, in my opinion, is going to move on. If you want to want a trick to the bracket is. Obviously, you look at who people predict are going to be the upsets, but it's not an upset if you predict it. So, you know, typically predicting other things that you might not see people predict, which we'll get to some of those games in a minute, you'll typically have more success doing that. But in this game right here, I'm going to take San Diego State. Charleston likes to play fast. They're top 30 in tempo. San Diego State's a great defensive team, and I think they move on. Uh, another upset trendy pick, uh, and I think a lot of this comes from Virginia losing in that first round three years ago to a 16 seed. Now it's this trendy thing to always pick them to lose in the first round, no matter who they play. They play the Furman Palatins. I don't really know what a yeah. Palatin is. Uh, they both have similar records lost, you know, in the loss column. Both have seven losses. Furman comes in with a few more wins at 27. Um, you know, this is a trendy pick just because of the style Virginia plays. They slow it down so much uh, that no team is ever out of it with them. Um. I think that it's a good upset pick. I think Virginia plays very slow, and that can get them, you know, uh, that puts people on upset alert. They think that Virginia's going to get beat because Furman's a – they play fast, and they think that they're going to be able to uh, break Virginia's slow pace. But I really – I th- it's a, this is a tough one for me. I kind of think that Furman does have what it takes, but – you know, when you take a 13 seed to beat a 4 seed, that can come back and bite you sometimes. And that's the thing. When you're when you're picking your bracket, you want to – you also want to pick the upsets, but you also want to pick the games that won't allow there to be that much, you know, uh, downfall in your bracket if that upset doesn't happen, right? So if you pick Furman and Virginia goes on this three- or four-game winning streak into the Elite Eight, beat Alabama in the Sweet 16, you're missing out on a lot of points in your bracket. Where if you pick Virginia and they get upset by Furman, Furman's probably going to lose in the second round. So you're not going to lose that many points when it comes to uh, uh, picking that upset. Now, I would say Furman's got a 6'7 guy, Jalen Slauson. And and in some of these smaller teams, or not smaller teams in terms of size, but you know name recognition-wise, they lack a big guy. This is a 6'7 guy averaging 16 points a game, 17 rebounds, almost two blocks a game. And he, he can really shoot it from outside. I think Furman could pull it off, but again, that's one of those picks that I just too many people are picking it for me. In it. Yeah, and if they if Virginia beats Furman, they could definitely beat San Diego State and could lose you a good amount of points. So I'll take Virginia. You gonna take Virginia? It's tough, but I'd say if I had money on it, I'd take Virginia. All right. We're going to move on down into the bottom half of this region. You've got Creighton versus NC State. Creighton out of the Big East, 21-12. and 12. NC State, 23-10 and 10 out of the ACC. Many thought NC State were on the bubble, but as an 11 seed, they're comfortably in. Weren't even in the first four. Um, so what's your thoughts on this? Uh, first off, I don't think NC State should even be in the tournament. Maybe the first four, but I think Rutgers... Deserve to be in the tournament, and NC State, they kind of just put in there. Maybe even Vanderbilt. I have, but, a hard, uh, go I have a hard time picking Big East teams for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because I don't watch them. I don't know if it's because they're not on ESPN and people don't get to watch them. But every single year, I feel like Big East comes into the tournament. They've got two or three teams that everybody expects to do something, and they just don't. And, you know, but you, you bring up the fact that, that NC State might not even should be in the tournament. Yeah, I I think Creighton really has what it takes to make a deep run. I know it's always a 11 seed always wins every year, and that kind of scares me. But I think I might take Creighton to go deep in I this think tournament. In the last, I believe, or four tournaments, the 11 seed has a winning yeah, percentage, a winning, a winning record, record over the six seeds. Uh, Greg McDermott obviously been the coach at Creighton for a while. He typically wins at least one game in the NCAA tournament. He doesn't ever, you know, go one and done. Uh, they had a rocky start with a three and eight stretch in yeah. there. They lost six straight, so also they they've overcame a lot of adversity. But, but I mean, good. you look at the record and and they followed it up with an eleven and three you know record in those next fourteen games. I think Creighton advances just because I don't think NC State should be in the tournament. Yeah, I agree with that. I really don't think NC State should be in, but um, 
It is what it is. We'll move down to uh, the the 3-14 matchup in this in this region. Baylor coming out of the Big 12 at 22 and 10, and then you've got UC Santa Barbara as a 14 seed. UC Santa Barbara was a trendy upset pick a few years back. Here they are again. Do you think they can get it done? Um, I think they can, just because Baylor really isn't great at protecting. Uh, the rim, but I don't think that UC Santa Barbara has what it takes. If you want, if you want to see, win. if you want to see US, UC Santa Barbara pull off an upset, you need to you need to find a team that doesn't have the athleticism that Baylor has. Right, Baylor's mm-hmm. going to be able to run with them. They're going to be able to to guard them. I believe. I don't believe US UC Santa Barbara is going to be able to get around them, get to the rim, and score. If you're looking for a three fourteen upset pick, I don't think it comes out of this region. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, they don't really have any good wins. They do shoot uh, the two pretty well, which Baylor isn't great at defending, but I don't think they have what it takes. They haven't played teams like Baylor this year, and I think Baylor's going to win. But I do think Creighton's going to upset Baylor the next round. So we'll go down uh, to the you know, bottom fourth of this region. You've got Missouri, the 7-10 matchup. This is kind of, you know, I don't consider it an upset you know, one of 10 beats a seven, yeah. but some people do. You've got the seven in Missouri coming out of the SEC, 24-9, and then you've got Utah State, an automatic bid, 26-8. Um, and eight. Go ahead. Um, I think that, obviously, Missouri had played very well in the SEC, and um, they had a pretty – they had a decent uh, SEC tournament, but um, – Well, what, what Dennis Gates has done there is kind of – Kind of impressive. I mean, they yeah. were terrible last year. Yeah, they year. were really bad last and to, year. And to come in and, and get this team, you know, to a SEC semifinal where they gave Alabama everything they asked for, and then and then you get into the SEC or excuse me, the NCAA tournament as an at-large team. You know, I think again, this goes back to what we talked about with West Virginia coming out of the Big Twelve. The SEC teams in first in the first round of me, I'm automatically putting them through because the SEC was so tough. They're so battle tested. I don't care. You could have put anybody. This is not a knock against Utah State. You could put anybody there, and I'm going to pick the SEC, the Big 12, to advance at least in the first round. Um, I actually disagree. I think Missouri is a great team, but they cannot rebound the ball. You saw that against Alabama. I think at one point in that Alabama game, I think halfway through the first quarter, or first half, they had two rebounds. Yeah, they cannot rebound at all. And it wasn't Alabama was not hitting their shots. They they just they don't rebound well, which makes it confusing as to why Kentucky couldn't beat them earlier in the year. But yeah. So I've got Missouri. Bryson's got Utah State. We do have a tiebreaker here today. David, who you got? Missouri, Utah State. Missouri. All right, he's got Missouri. So Missouri's moving on to the second round. We'll drop down. 215 matchup. Fun fact, the last two tournaments, a 15 seed has made it to the uh, second weekend. You had Oral Roberts two years ago beating Ohio State. Uh, getting to the Sweet 16, and then obviously last year you had St. Peter's beat Kentucky, uh, and they made it all the way to the Elite Eight with a shot to go to the Final Four. Here you've got Arizona. Um, They won the Pac-12 Conference, beat UCLA. Then you've got Princeton, who Yale for the entire year in the Ivy League was the front runner. They were the one seed going into their conference tournament. Princeton got hot, was able to beat Yale. They're here as a 15 seed. Is this the place? I don't think this it is. This is not the place. I don't think if you want to pick a 15 over a 2, if you think history repeats itself for a third straight year, I don't think this is the place it happens. Arizona is the real deal. I think they're Final Four, final four caliber. And I am a Princeton fan, though, because um, it's my alma mater. But um, I'm taking Arizona. Yeah, I mean, Arizona just has too much talent, in my opinion. Tommy Lloyd, uh, who, who was an assistant at Gonzaga forever, is doing great things in Arizona, and you know I just think the way they shoot beyond the arc, they shoot thirty eight percent as a team, uh, and and one thing that I also find interesting is when you when you're looking at these teams who you want to pick that you don't want them to get upset, right? How well do they shoot it from inside? How often do the, can they when the threes aren't falling just go inside, get into the paint, and finish? They shoot fifty six percent from two point range, which which is the reason they won the the Pac twelve conference. So. There's that region. Not very many upsets. Not many upsets in the South region. I think this is probably the chalkiest uh, region of all. But, you know, we we listed off the first round victories. Who do you think comes out of it? Who do you think is in the Final Four for the South? Uh, I think it's going to be 
anyone, maybe Creighton, Arizona, or Bama, but I think Bama. Well, you can only pick one. Yeah, I'm trying to run it through my head, these three. I think uh, it's going to be Creighton versus Bama. I'm going to say Bama's going to pull it off. I think Alabama does too. As we've mentioned, I think this Alabama team's different than those in the past. They play defense. They don't just shoot threes. While they do shoot a lot of them, it's not the only thing they have going for them. I think Alabama gets to the Final Four out of this region. Now, we'll drop down directly below that to the East region, the first-round game. Purdue, who has struggled as of late, plays either Texas Southern or Fairleigh Dickinson. Anyway, an upset happens here. Yeah, I don't think Purdue has anything to worry about the first round, obviously. Um, none of these teams can hold Zach Eady, and I think it's going to be an easy win for Purdue. Yeah, I think you could see Purdue beat their 16 seed by by more than any by by more than any other one seed does. And it's not because Purdue's the best one seed. I actually think they're the worst one seed, and the committee thought they were the worst one seed. But it's because they have Zach Eady, and no one in these smaller conferences are going to be able to guard him. And a lot of people, it's a trendy upset pick in the second round to say Memphis is going to beat Purdue. The reason I don't think that happens is because in this NCAA tournament, when you get in a tournament setting, you have to be able to go inside. And the teams that have a guy inside that when you're not hitting shots can finish at the rim, they succeed. And Zach Eady has done that all year. Going to be National Player of the Year. I've got Purdue. I guess you have Purdue as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, look at the who Purdue will be playing in the second it's round. It's be a really good game, I Memphis, think. Memphis, Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic obviously tied with Charleston with the most wins coming into the tournament, 31-3. and Memphis is in as an in at an eight seed after beating Houston in the conference championship where they, they dominated. Yeah, um, I think part of that is because Marcus Sasser was out, but I'm not going to take anything away from Memphis. They played great, and they've looked really good lately. Um, well, this is their second straight year being in this 8-9 game. If you remember last year, yeah. they, they beat Boise State. They gave Gonzaga yeah. everything they asked yeah. for. Could you see, we'll go ahead, in the second round, could you see Memphis? We're both going to pick Memphis, I assume. I'll t- Yeah, I'm going to pick Memphis. I'm going to take Memphis as well. Florida Atlantic, if you're looking for an extra point or two in your bracket, I don't think a lot of people are going to pick Florida Atlantic because Memphis coming off that big win against Houston. If you wanted to take a shot in the dark knowing that this team is probably going to lose to Purdue in the second round, maybe you take Florida Atlantic, but I'm taking Memphis is. Excuse me, is there any way they pull off the upset against Purdue in the second round? Um, I think it's possible. Um, Memphis returned a lot of people from last year besides Imani Bates and Jalen Duran. Um, but they have a lot of seniors that have been on Memphis for a long time. Penny's been coaching these kids for a long time. And I think that it's possible, but I'm not going to pick it. The one thing that concerns me about that second-round game is Purdue turns it over almost 20% of its possessions, 18 and a half to be exact. And, you know, Purdue in their last eight games is 4-4, four and four, so they've, they've, they've really been disappointing. If you didn't have that first part of the year, they're nowhere close to being a one seed. So I, I don't think it happens here, but, you know, if they were to lose, it wouldn't surprise me. We'll jump down to the 5-12 matchup. This has kind of been another trendy pick. I don't know if it's because people hate Duke. Or if they've just seen the Oral Roberts name and kind of have, you know, a flashback of them beating Ohio State two years ago, making it to the Sweet 16. You've got Oral Roberts coming in 30-4 and as a 12 seed. Duke, the ACC champion, 26-8. and Duke struggled a lot during the year. Um, but, you know, able, able to turn around in the ACC tournament, obviously win. And beat Virginia kind of handedly. Yeah, they've finally got all their people back. You know, Jeremy Ropes and Derek Lively, uh, Derek Whitehead, they're all back and they're playing good. And I think they've really caught on fire lately. And I'd, I'd like to see Oral Roberts win, but I think it was a bad draw for um, Oral Roberts. Well, you know, if you're looking for an upset, right, we've talked about some of the things to look for. Do they have a guy that's big enough to guard some of these guys that are from the from the Power 5 conferences? Oral Roberts has that. They've got a 7-5 guy from, from, that's transferred from Arkansas, and then they've got an NBA player as well who led, you know, led that team to the Sweet 16. Uh, Max Abemus is averaging 22.5 points a game. He can light it up. You know, again, it goes against my you know, kind of you know, thing about picking upsets is a lot of people are picking Oral Roberts over Duke. I don't love it just because so many people are picking it. Do you think it happens? Um... If I had to bet on it, I'd take Duke. I feel like we're not picking many upsets. Well, because I don't think I don't think the upsets have come up yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the ones that I you know I'm kind of 
interested in. I just think Duke is playing too well. I actually have a terrible yeah. feeling that Duke actually might win the title this year. They're 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 the only team in this tournament that I feel like has is peaking now. Yeah. Opposed to has peaked. I think if, you look at every single one seed, maybe Alabama, but you look at the other one seeds, I think they've peaked in the past and they're kind of you know, you look at Kansas lost in the conference tournament, you look at Houston lost in the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Purdue, you know, obviously won theirs but are four and four in the last eight. Yeah. So, you know, I have a, I, I just have a terrible suspicion that Duke might actually make the final four. And once you get to the final four, it's kind of a coin flip. So we'll we'll go down. Obviously, I guess we'll both pick Duke. We're going to Tennessee, Louisiana. Uh, Tennessee without Ziegler, their point guard, 26 and 8, or excuse me, 23 and 10. They've struggled uh, without him. And then Louisiana obviously won their conference. I kind of like this as an upset pick. Um, I, I kind of liked it when I first looked, but now looking at it more, I really don't think Louisiana is that good of a team. And I think Tennessee has been kind of, like everyone's starting to think they're going to just lose because they're never that good in the tournament. But I think this is a different Tennessee team. And I think they can at least beat Louisiana, and I think they'll give Duke a hard time. Well, if if you pick Tennessee to the Elite Eight, you obviously don't know college basketball because they only have one Elite Eight appearance in their history of their program, zero Final Fours. Now, I will tell you this one thing about Louisiana. They've got a kid named Jordan Brown who's a former McDonald's All-American, and that doesn't translate to beating a four seed in the NCAA tournament, but it shows that they do have players on that team that are talented enough to potentially pull off the upset. That's why I think it happens. You've got Tennessee. We'll bring in our tiebreaker again. David, Tennessee, Louisiana. I mean, you had to say Tennessee, I think. He say he says he, you have to say Tennessee, so I guess we'll have to put Tennessee in the second round. The game that everybody listening to this is probably most intrigued by, Kentucky and the revenge game of, of, of Bryce Hopkins against Providence. Both come in with a record of 21-11. and 11. Kentucky the sixth seed, Providence the 11th seed. Kentucky opened as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's up to four, so the early money's on Kentucky to win this game or at least you know even cover. What's your thoughts? Um, Bryce Hopkins doing as good as he's done this year, wanting to get revenge on Cal. I think that scares me a little bit. Also, Kentucky being a 6-11 and 11 seed, you've got to pick some 6-11 games. And um, I don't think Creighton's going to lose. That kind of scares me. But um, I'm going to have to go with Kentucky, obviously. Well, here's the thing. I, I There's going to be so much pressure on Kentucky in this first-round game. You cannot lose back-to-back tournaments in the first round. If they were to do so, it would be the first class at Kentucky, the first four-year graduating class at Kentucky to not see a tournament win. They haven't won a tournament game in four years if they were to lose this one. And I just don't think, just because of that, I just don't think they lose. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really write off Kentucky as uh, top blue blood if they lost again. I mean, it's just been so disappointing the last four years now, everybody talks about this being the Bryce Hopkins game. They've actually got two other kids that transferred from the SEC. They've played Kentucky before, so it's not that they are not capable uh, of pulling off. Yeah, I don't think it's an upset, but but beating Kentucky, you've got uh, Ed Cooley, who's coached uh, the Friars for 12 years. As soon as if they were to lose this game or whenever they lose, because I don't assume they, they win the title, whenever they lose, he's going to Georgetown to coach there. Um so, you know, I don't know. Maybe that plays an impact on Providence. Maybe they want to win for them. Maybe they don't even, you know, maybe they don't care. But I just think they play, the, what scares me about this game is Providence plays the exact same way that Vandy played us the last two times in the year. Yeah. They go small. They spread you out. Bryce Hopkins never played the four here at Kentucky. He plays the four at, at Providence. If we're not able to get Oscar involved, we'll lose. Yeah, I think, I mean... I don't think uh, Providence should be an 11 seed. I mean, they well, were pretty good this year. But but the reason they are is because in the last 15 games, so the last half of the season, they're 7-8. and eight. The last half of the season, they have a losing record. And, and they're terrible on defense, 154th in adjusted defensive efficiency. So that's the reason. If Kentucky can come down, you maybe look for a big Antonio Reeves game. Maybe you look for a big Oscar game with Providence playing that smaller lineup. That's the reason I've got Kentucky moving on for at least another game. Yeah, I've got Kentucky. All right. Kentucky, their matchup in the second round is going to be either Kansas State coming out of the Big 12, 23-9, or Montana State. Uh, Kansas State this year was ranked as high inside the top 10. Uh, Montana State is obviously another automatic qualifier. I think 
you know, Keontae Johnson's going to be a big story. He had the heart. He had the heart issue at Florida, collapsed on the floor. He's back. He's playing for Kansas State. Uh, he was actually uh, an All-American for the Big Big Twelve Conference, uh, or you know, an All-Conference player. So he's good. I, you know, I I think the athleticism, obviously coming out of the Big Twelve, Kansas State is going to outmatch Montana State. It's another 3-14 game, which is kind of a trendy upset pick. No one's picking this one, which makes me kind of want to pick Montana State. I just think Kansas State out of the Big 12 is too good. Um, I think that Kansas State peaked a long time ago, and they're kind of, they've kind of been overrated lately. Um, Montana State has uh, Raekwon Battle, and he's very good. I've been watching him a while. <laughs> But um, I honestly think that Montana State has a chance to upset them. Well, the the stat that would go to that is, you know, we just talked about how much Purdue turns the ball over. Kansas State turns the ball over at an even higher percentage, at 21%. Almost one out of every five of their possessions, they're giving the ball up to the other team. And I think if you are doing that, it could happen. Are you going to pick it? I'm going to pick it because... I think Kentucky would beat Kansas State next round, so I'm taking Montana State for his kinda, big upset. I kind of like Montana State, too. Nobody's picking it. It's a 314. It's not out of the realm of possibility, and when you look at what you want, you've got players on Montana State that are good. You've got Kansas State who turns the ball over and hasn't been hot as of late. I like Montana State to win their first-round matchup in an upset. guess we're going to go with it. Montana yeah. State. <laughs> so you, this bottom uh, quadrant of the East region, you've got – March Izzo, Michigan State, the seventh seed, playing uh, USC. Who you got? Michigan State all day. Tom I mean, Izzo, March you, Izzo. I, I agree. I, I mean, Tom Izzo hasn't won a title in 20-plus years, yet we still call him March Izzo. It's because he's made it for 25 straight years, which is the, the longest amount of time at one school, you know, consecutive tournament appearances, 25 for Mar- or March Izzo, I guess. I'll take... Uh, Michigan State as well. I don't know much about USC. I think that's just because they're out in the Pac-12 and I don't yeah. watch those games. Uh, you know, but Michigan State coming out of the Big 12, they've played enough, or excuse me, the Big 10, they've played enough teams that are good uh, that, you know, I, I don't think the athleticism of USC is going to surprise them. And then, you know, if you bet against Tom Izzo in March, it's just, it typically doesn't bode well for you. Yeah, um, Michigan State is a very good three-point shooting team, and USC doesn't defend the three that well. So that's also one of the reasons I'm taking, but really I just would never go against Tom Izzo in the first round of the NCAA tournament. All right, so we'll go down. Uh, here's your 215 matchup. We'll see if we you know, like a 15 seed in this matchup. Marquette versus the Vermont Catamount. Vermont Catamount. Whatever a Catamount is. I think it's a Cougar or something. Yeah, um... I like Marquette this year. I'm going to keep it short and simple. I've got Marquette. Well, they're so effective. Shaka Smart, uh, who was at Texas, got fired. He's at Marquette now. You know, he's turned that program around rather quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted to pick a, a 15 seed, this is one of the two matchups in the tournament that I would do that. Uh, Vermont, you know, every single year they make the tournament and they're a tough out. And, you know, you keep knocking on that door if you're Vermont. And, Eventually, I, I I think they can get it done. I don't know if it's this year. I'm not going to pick it because I think if you pick a 15 over a two, it, it, it you know it's more likely than not it's not going to happen. Yeah. But this is one of the two. We'll get to the second in a moment. This is one of the two matchups that if you wanted to pick a 15 seed over a two, this would be the place to do it. I'm not going to do it just because Marquette is so efficient and so consistent in the paint. I, I think they're going to score too much for, for Vermont to keep up now. Looking back, broad, broad, uh, you know, look at the East region. Who you got going to the Final Four? I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna be Duke and Kentucky in the Elite Eight. I got. I've done. I've kind of picked that in several ones too, just because I like the draw that Kentucky has in the bottom half of the East region. I mean, they're the they're they're an SEC team. You don't you know, they've played against tough teams all year. I don't think Marquette coming out of the Big East is, has been battle-tested enough to, you know, battle with Kentucky. Oscar, I hope they give him the ball in every single, you know, possession yeah, down the floor. Hopefully they learn from St. Peter's last year. Exactly. And so I, I like Kentucky coming to the bottom quadrant. And then out of the top quadrant, like I said, Duke is so hot. I don't think Purdue is good. Tennessee's beat up. You know, I don't believe Memphis is going to beat Duke in the Sweet 16 if you believe Memphis pulls off the upset against Purdue. I think it's Duke and Kentucky. 
And at that point, I mean, isn't that game a coin flip? I don't. I, I mean, I hate so. I, I hate picking Kentucky to go to the Final Four just because they've yet to win. You know, six impressive games in a row all year. But they've they've put a stretch together where they lose a bad game, win four impressive games, lose a bad game, and so you just have to hope that that one bad loss doesn't happen. Yeah, it's tough. I'll go. I'll I'll take Duke to the Final Four. As much as it pains me to say it, like I said, I think they can win the title this year. I think there's five teams that can win the title, and I think they're one of them. I think Duke's had our number the past few years, and I hate to say it, but I think they might be better than than us at this point this year. And I guess I'm going to have to take Duke to the Final Four as well. All right, so we'll go to the top right-hand corner, the Midwest. Houston plays Northern Kentucky. Obviously, I think this will be a fun game to yeah. watch. Um, Northern Kentucky is kind of a surprise coming out of the Horizon yeah, League. they were not supposed to win. Yeah, they were a four seed all year in their conference. One thing about these smaller conferences is typically the one seed is a team that just dominates their entire conference all year. Northern Kentucky didn't do this, but they got hot at the right time. Do you think they can, can you know, can continue that against Houston? I I don't think they can. I mean, people like to say this is going to be a, another UMBC type thing, but Houston's too good. I'm definitely taking Houston. And I think if we weren't from Kentucky, like we wouldn't even be considering yeah. this. So, you know, Houston, they rebound the ball so well. They defend so well. That's not a recipe for Northern Kentucky to somehow miraculously pull off only the second time in the history of the March Madness that a 16 seed beats a one seed. Now, Houston, they're going to play either Iowa or Auburn in the second round. This is difficult to me because Iowa, they can score the ball, which every time I see Iowa score 100 points in a basketball game, it confuses me because I'm so used to watching their football games where they score like three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they can score it. Auburn can score it with Wendell Green. Who do you think comes out of it and why? Um, I think Auburn is – I think Auburn's going to come out. Um, they've played a lot harder teams. They've, they're more prepared for this. Obviously, Kentucky beat them by 40 almost, but – um, I, I agree. Like I like Auburn too. I've seen a lot of you know like so-called experts on ESPN pick Iowa to the Sweet Sixteen because they score so prolifically and they're hot now, beating Houston in the second round. I think Auburn is a better team now. I, I think now here's this is going to sound weird. I think Iowa's more likely to beat Houston in the second round than Auburn is, but I think yeah. Auburn wins the first round game because I think Auburn and Houston play such a similar style and Houston just does it better, so I think they advance. But if Iowa were somehow able to pull off this win against Auburn, which I don't think they're going to be able to do, maybe you take Iowa to the Sweet 16, but I've got Auburn. Yeah, I've got Auburn um, because of Wendell Green, my old EKU boy. Yeah. I got Auburn. So we'll, we'll go look at the 5-12 matchup. This is the 5-12 that I'm looking at because no one else is. I like Drake over Miami. Miami playing in the ACC all year, it's the weakest ACC conference has been in you know 20 years probably you don't have North Carolina in you don't have Louisville Miami finished in the top you know in the top two of the ACC Drake comes in they're very efficient on both ends of the ball and that's what you want to see when you're trying to pick an upset as you know obviously Miami struggles defensively which is good for for Drake as well this is the 12-5 matchup that I think I'm going to pick in my own bracket um, I think that it wouldn't be a bad pick, obviously. Um, but Miami's eight and one in their last uh, nine games before the ACC tournament, and uh, obvi- Drake has a lot of seniors that they've been waiting for this a long time. Well, they've got a lot of seniors, but also their best player is probably a sophomore, uh, Tucker Derives. He's averaging nineteen points a game, shooting nearly forty percent from three, against a team, a Miami team that struggles defensively. I just I just think this is a prime, prime pick for an upset. I'm picking Drake. I don't – it's a tough one for me. I really think that this is a toss-up game. Uh, Miami's – was it their big man? They got hurt like the very beginning of the game against Duke. Um, I don't know. I think he might be out for this game, and I think that could play a factor. But um, I, I really think that even though ACC wasn't that good, uh, Miami still had some quality wins, and they aren't – a bad team. I think I I really think Miami can still is still gonna win this game. All right, we'll drop down. Well, oh, so you pick Miami, so we need yeah. another tiebreaker. All right, David, are you gonna pick? Are you gonna finally pick an upset? Or are you just gonna keep going with chalk as you've done the last two it's, times we've asked for a tiebreaker? Miami or Drake? 
I got Drake. All right, he's got Drake. <laughs> you manipulated him. Yes, I did manipulate I him because that, I really think Drake is going to beat Miami. And if I think you, you heard it here guy, first. That Tucker guy is just going to have one crazy game. <laughs> and it's just going to be it's from the three-point line. Exactly. He's going to win it. All right, so uh, th- who I believe Drake's going to play, who Bryson thinks Miami's going to play, Indiana, Kent State. I kind of like this one. I kind of like this one too. But I don't know if they – Kent State is a small team. And Trace Jackson Davis has just been on a tear lately. Uh, he's unbelievable. That's one thing I am worried about taking Kent State. They're a great team, but I really think Trace Jackson Davis is the real deal. And they have Hood Shafino, who's also great. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be a probably a lottery pick in my yeah. opinion, at least a first round lottery pick. So they obviously Indiana obviously has the talent, and and so what's confusing and what I think is leading us to maybe even think Kent State can win this game is for whatever reason, Indiana has been so inconsistent. I compare yeah. their season a lot to Kentucky because yeah. they've got two wins against Purdue, and then they've got 11 losses against teams that you're like, really, they, they beat Purdue and they lost to this yeah, team? Yeah, they have some really bad losses, and they're very inconsistent. They, I mean, I, they, I think they could either lose first round or they could also go to the Elite Eight or Final Four. It's really kind of like Kentucky. I almost feel like the winner of this game, and, I, you know, again, I'm really high on Drake. I think – the winner of this game might even lose to Drake in the second round. So, you know, even if you were to, you know, even if you were to try to, you know, get some extra points in your bracket by picking an upset here, hoping that 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 upset team loses in the second round, or, you know, this might be a place to do it. I I just think Indiana, the talent is there. It's been, it's been a quite a while since Indiana has been in the tournament with a chance, or at least they feel like they have a chance. Maybe they get it done in the first round, but beyond that, I'm not confident. I'm going to take Indiana, and I I think they can easily go to the Elite Eight, but I'm not going to take it because they're too inconsistent for me. I think so, they can at least go to the Sweet 16, though. Out, outs, and the, you know, it's kind of weird. You know, obviously I've got the Drake, 12 seed Drake in the second round. If I were to take Kent State right here, you have a 12-13 matchup in the second round, which is kind of, you know, what you want when you're filling out a bracket. You've got a bunch of chaos going on. Kent State, even more so than Drake, is more effect, efficient on offense and defense. Their their combined efficiency is really high. I think they can actually pull it off. I'm going to take Kent State. You take Indiana. Once again, we've got another tie break. Kent State, Indiana, who you got? Indiana. All right, Indiana. Chalk again. He got his one upset pick out of the way. So, <laughs> Indiana to the second round. Now, the 6-11 matchup, this is going to consist of a play-in game that's going to happen either tonight or tomorrow, Mississippi State and Pitt, against Iowa State, the sixth seed. I, I like Mississippi State to win their first four game and beat Iowa State. I agree. I think Iowa State has been good this year, but they have not been good lately. They just lost one of their starting players one of their best guards he was t- uh, kicked off the team they've really struggled as of late and that's the exact opposite of Mississippi State yeah. uh, you know they struggled off or they started the uh, SEC conference you know play yeah. struggling really mightily bad. and they've turned it around and you know obviously done so enough to make the tournament now if Pitt were to win this game somehow because Pitt's a weird team I if think, they if they were to beat Mississippi State somehow in that first round or excuse me in the first four game, maybe maybe you like Iowa State to the second round. But even, I, mm, I I don't care. I think the no. winner of that first four game is going to yeah, beat Iowa State. I agree. Uh, early on, I actually had Iowa State going to the Sweet Sixteen in one of my brackets, and I don't hate it, but I I don't. I think I, Mississippi State is going to at least go to the next. I've filled out probably seven or eight different brackets and. You know, I think at this point I've picked every other, you know, every team to win at least yeah. in one of those brackets except Iowa State. That's how confident I am that they lose this first round game. Now, they're going to play the winner of Xavier or Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State coming out of EKU's uh, a conference, or you've got Xavier coming out of the Big East. What do you think? Um, I think Xavier lost Zach Fremantle. He averaged, I think, almost 15 points, which is a big loss. But. I really don't think Kennesaw is that good. They can't shoot the free throws at all. They're very bad at shooting free throws, and that's what you want with a Cinderella team to make their free throws, and they can't. They're pretty good at shooting threes, and I like their story of only winning like one game, I think two years ago. One year, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going to stay chalk and go with Xavier. This is kind of the region of the bracket that I'm having all the upset picks. 
I'm going to lean towards Kennesaw State just because they connect for for almost 40% of their three-point attempts. I know they don't make free throws, so maybe in the, if it's a close game coming down the stretch, maybe they fall just because they can't hit those free throws. But, you know, I mean, if they're shooting 40% from three, it might not be a game close enough for their free throws to even matter. So I, I'm going to go Kennesaw State. And Bryson, you've got Xavier. So our our final, well, finally another, well, we don't have to wait that long. But who you got, Kennesaw State or Xavier? Xavier. All right, chalk again. All right, this this next one we've got Texas A&M, the seventh seed. In my opinion, got absolutely just horrible, horrible, horrible seeding. Seed. Next, they play Penn State, who's hot out of the Big Ten. I don't like Who you got out of this? I think both, I mean, Penn State should probably be a ten seed. But Texas A&M should at least maybe even be a three seed, definitely a four or five. I don't like what the committee did to them. I mean, they lost to Wofford pretty early in the season, but they've really turned it around. And I feel bad that they've had to get this bad draw because even next round they have to play Texas, and that's a very hard game as well. I've got Texas A&M. But I have Texas A&M as well. I, I don't know. I would say this. I like Texas A&M in the second round against Texas as well. But if you were to put Penn State, you know, somewhere else, like I think Penn State is good enough to beat a, a two seed in the second round. I, yeah. I hate that they're playing to each other because it's gonna it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a very uh, physical game. Both teams like to play physical. That's what Penn State tried to do against Purdue. Uh, they came up two points short, obviously, in the Big Ten championship game. I've got A and M just because they played in the better conference. Uh, you know they they lost obviously pretty handily to to um, Alabama, but I I just think they can That's get it Alabama. done over Penn State. Yeah, Alabama's on another level. You've got the two fifteen seed. This is not the other fifteen seed that I think can pull off the upset, but you've got Texas Colgate. Uh, Colgate two years ago against Arkansas had a chance as a three fourteen matchup to yeah. pull off that upset because Colgate scored it so efficiently so so well. There's still that similar style of offense, but I, I just I think Texas is too good. Yeah, Colgate seems to always be in the tournament, I think, and they always – some people think they're going to pull off an upset, but Texas is really good, I think, and I've got them easily beating Colgate. All right, so, you know, we've gone through each one of these. I've got quite a few more upsets in this Midwest region of the bracket than you do, but who do you have coming out going to the Final Four? Uh, give me Texas. I I think Texas is the real deal. I think Texas is good. I I you know Houston to me is the new Gonzaga. It's you know they come in with this impressive record, thirty-one and three, but they play in this this. It's not a terrible conference, but it's really not great. It's the same thing that kind of Gonzaga deals with. Houston battles against Memphis, but that's really the only team in that conference that's you know of you know any substance. So. I, you know, I don't want to pick Houston. Texas, I guess, is a good pick. I, I guess I'll go Texas as well. Now I think it's definitely between Texas and Houston. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, still you, deciding you to just, see what I'm gonna who, if I'm gonna pick Texas or Houston. I just don't think the four seed in Indiana or Xavier are good enough. Yeah. You know, to to somehow not have a one or two seed come out of the Midwest as much as as much chaos there might be in the middle of that bracket that I've predicted. I still think one of those two teams prevails now. The final region of our bracket show, we've got the West region. You've got Kansas playing Howard in the first round. Kansas prevails. I don't even think it'll be close. They've no. got If Zach Eady didn't exist, they've got Jalen Wilson, who would be National Player of the Year. They're going to get Bill Self back. Now, Kansas did struggle against Texas in the Big 12 final. Do you think that continues? Obviously, probably not in this game, but in the second round, and we'll get to their second round matchup in a moment. Uh, I think it's possible. Um but I think before I think before you watched that game, you would say Kansas was the favorite to win the way they were playing. But then you turned on yeah. that that Texas game, and Texas absolutely manhandled them. Now we'll get to that second round matchup after we discuss this one: Arkansas, Illinois, the eight nine matchup. I love Arkansas in this. A lot of people though are picking Illinois just because of the way they started the year. Yeah, I think Illinois did have a good start to the year, and Arkansas didn't really, but. Arkansas lost Brazil, but they've also got back Nick Smith. And and I think that's the one thing that a lot of people, if you don't follow college basketball, you don't realize that they've got a top five draft pick back. And and the way Arkansas defends, the way they shoot the ball, I, I don't, I mean, I think 
they could blow Illinois out. I honestly do. Yeah. So, uh, I definitely got Arkansas in this one. Now, we don't really talk about second-round matchups because, again, they're hypothetical, but do you think there'd be any chance that Arkansas could pull off that upset against Kansas in the second round? Because I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, I do. I think Arkansas's play style matches up well with Kansas, and I think that Arkansas definitely has a chance to beat Kansas. Like, almost, it seems like every year for the past few years, uh, number one seed loses in the second round. Every tournament, like, yeah. every tournament, a number one seed loses, and we haven't really picked that yet. I think this could be it because what Kansas is going to struggle with, and the reason, you know, obviously Kentucky earlier in the year lost to them, you know, by less than double digits, but the reason you're going to be able to beat Kansas is with size, and that's what Arkansas has. They've got the Mitchell twins, or brothers, they're not twins. You've got Dakari Johnson's old brother there as well you can put in and create a size matchup, right? The the tallest starter on Kansas' team is 6'7", and K.J. Adams. So Arkansas has the height and the big guards to potentially give Kansas everything they want in that second round. Now we'll drop down to the 5'12 matchup. This is kind of a trendy pick. I feel like it's a trendy pick every year. St. Mary's was a 5 seed last year as well mm-hmm. uh, against Indiana, the 12 seed. A lot of people like yeah. to pick Indiana beating St. Mary's, and St. Mary's absolutely rolled them last year. Yeah. So a lot of people are picking VCU just because, you know, you don't watch St. Mary's play. I kind of like St. Mary's. Yeah, I think it's pretty popular to pick VCU. I've, I have VCU in some of my brackets, but the more I look at it, I don't think VCU is that good, and I think St. Mary's is underrated just because no one watches them, and I think St. Mary's is going to win. Well, I mean, they tied. I mean, they were tied with Gonzaga in their conference. They actually got a win against Gonzaga this year, which is something they typically don't. And that kind of, you know, I know Gonzaga isn't, what Gonzaga has been the last two or three years, they're still good. It's still a good win for St. Mary's, and I think they advance. Now, the second, the, who they're going to play in the second round is either the four-seed UConn or 13-seed Iona, coached by Patino. Rick Patino. The moment Rick Patino is done coaching Iona this year, whether it be in the first or second round or however long they go, he will be the coach at St. John's. So this is Rick Patino's or final. Georgetown still. Don't count I, I wish out. I wish he would go to Georgetown, but I just I think he's going to stay in New York, play in the Garden. Yeah and you know do that but do you think Rick Pitino can somehow in his potentially last game as Iona head coach pull off the upset against UConn um if it was going to be any team I think it would be UConn to get upset again but I think they're better than they usually are in the tournament and I think that UConn can is going to win a lot of people are picking UConn to at least to at least the elite eight sometimes even the final four UConn had the weirdest season to me. They, you know, started what 14, 16, and 0. They lost like seven of their next eight, and now they're on this winning streak again. You know, they're an interesting team. I just think they're hot as of late. I think they get past Iona, even though it would be cool to see Rick Pitino finally, you know, win one at Iona. Yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. But I guess we'll both but, go. UConn. Yeah, I'm going UConn. All right. 6-11 at this of uh, the West region you've got TCU and then another first four game Arizona State Nevada I think TCU's been a very inconsistent team this is mm-hmm. another team that they went on the on a run of beating like Kansas State and Kansas but since then they've kind of you know fizzled out could you see Arizona State or Nevada yeah. pulling this Give me one Arizona off? State I think it's going to happen I think I think either one. I think again we looked at the Mississippi State Pittsburgh first four game. I think the winner of this four, first four game is going to beat TCU as well to go to the second round. Yeah, I agree. Now playing them, you're going to have Gonzaga or Grand Canyon. What do you got? <laughs> uh, give me Gonzaga. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to pick Gonzaga to win the title in mine. I think this is the year Gonzaga finally does it. Every single year they come in with the pressure of their number one seed. They've never won the tournament, or they come in with the pressure of let's finish a perfect season because they've been several years where they've come in undefeated. They come in this year as a three seed. They've got five losses. Nobody's picking them to win the tournament. I'm going to because I think they're good enough to. I think, you know, people kind of, you know, when they lost those first few games earlier in the year, people didn't really, you know, pay attention to them for the rest of the year. Here they are as a three seed. I think if you wanted to to kind of go against, you know, picking a one or a two seed, I would go Gonzaga to win it all. 7-10 matchup here. You've got Northwestern, who's finally back in the tournament. The last time they were here, they played they played Gonzaga in the second round. They actually won the first round matchup, played Gonzaga in the second round, almost beat Gonzaga. They play Boise State anyway. Boise State pulls off the 10-7 upset. 
I don't think so. I really like Northwestern this year. I think they're going to beat Boise State. I, I agree. I think Northwestern, you know, they've actually struggled as of late. But, you know, I think they can get it done for at least one more game. I wouldn't bet on them to to win their second-round matchup, who's probably going to be UCLA. We'll get to this game, UCLA-UNC Asheville. This is the second of the two potential 15 over two seeds that I like. Mm-hmm. UNC Asheville, they struggled mid- middle of the year, but they've won 10 of their last 11. I don't think they're going to beat UCLA, but UCLA lost their best defender in Clark towards ACL. They just lost in the Pac-12 championship game to Arizona. Anyway, UNC Asheville continues the streak of a 15 seed winning. Um, I think it was going to be if it was going to be any 15 seed, it'd be UNC Asheville, just because um, UCLA lost Jalen Clark, and UNC Asheville has two really good scores. And didn't they say one transferred from Tennessee? Yeah, from a Power Five school. Uh, I. I don't think I'm not going to pick a 15 seed to beat a 2 seed, but if it was going to be one, I'd take UNC Asheville. But I, I still got UCLA. I do too. I think it's going to be, I think it could be a good game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how UCLA comes out. Obviously, they, you know, it's, it's easy to get up for a Pac 12 championship game. I think it's going to be interesting how they come out in this first round game against a team they're probably going to be a, you know, 20 point favorite against without Jalen Clark. I've got UCLA winning, but it could be a close game. Now, We've picked all over the other, you know, region winners. Who do you got coming out of the West? I've got uh, Gonzaga because I said they're gonna, you know, them, them or Duke, in my opinion, are going to win the title. But I've, I've got Gonzaga coming out of my West bracket. I'm gonna go with uh, UConn. UConn. So yep. you're one of those people that think yep. they can make the final four. I mean, I, I think Kansas is gonna get beat by Arkansas or maybe in the Sweet 16 by UConn. So who would they play? Yeah. I think that uh, they've got. I think they can do it. They've got some good players, and um, I don't think Kansas is going to run it back. I think they're going to lose either round of 32 or to UConn Sweet 16, and then Gonzaga is not – they don't have as the talent they usually do, and I, I think UConn can do it. So my final four is Alabama, Duke, Gonzaga, Texas. I've got Gonzaga and Duke in the finals, and I've got Gonzaga pulling off uh, their first title since Mark V's been there. Who do you have? To win it all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do Bama and it's either Bama versus Texas or Bama versus Houston. Whoever I decide to pick out of there, and I'm gonna say Texas or Houston. I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna say Texas because that's who I picked in the show. So I'm gonna say Texas is gonna win it all. All right, there you have it. This has been Kentucky Sports Productions March Madness Preview. Hope you enjoy and uh, good luck on filling out your brackets. Thank you all.